Welcome to worship coming from the Church of the Palms in Sarasota. You are joining us for a pre-recorded service due to air Sunday, the 28th of June. You can access this service through several ways, through our website, through channel 189 Comcast, our YouTube channel and our Facebook book page. We invite you to tune into these media sources throughout the week for devotionals, posts, classes, and other things to keep you in touch with your church. And in addition, you can now interact with our staff through a Zoom link on Monday at 10 a.m. to talk about the previous Sunday sermon and on Friday at noon to share thoughts about the devotions presented in the past week around the Gospel of Mark. We trust that these various events will better enable you to experience the presence of God. And now we encourage you to sit in a comfortable, special space with your printed out bulletin, share the presence and glory of God through worship. This is the day the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad. And now let us prepare our hearts and our minds to glorify God. Our call to worship comes from Psalm 100. Make a joyful noise to the Lord all the earth. Worship the Lord with gladness. 
Come into his presence with singing. Know that the Lord is God. It is he that made us and we are his. We are his people and the sheep of his pasture. Enter his gate with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Give thanks to him, bless his name. For the Lord is good, his steadfast love endures forever, and his faithfulness to all generations. Let us worship God. When we don't know how or what to pray, the Spirit knows. When all we can muster are sighs and groans, the Spirit knows those also. When we feel that we aren't even worthy to approach God, the Spirit goes before us and with us, and God welcomes us with open arms. Let us confess our sins together. Merciful God, you pardon all who truly repent and turn to you. We confess that we have not loved you with our whole heart, soul, mind, and strength, nor have we loved our neighbors as we love ourselves. We have not resolutely done justice, loved kindness, 
or walked humbly with you, our God. Yet have mercy upon us, we pray, as we claim the promise that you are merciful and gracious, slow to anger and abounding in steadfast love. Restore us to the joy of your salvation and sustain us with your bountiful spirit. We ask this in Jesus' name, amen. We may grow weary, we may grow tired and indifferent, but the Holy Spirit breathes into the very depths of our being, restoring us to lives that reflect the profound goodness of God. Friends, believe the good news of the gospel. In Jesus Christ, we are forgiven. now say what we believe by reciting the Apostles' Creed together. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Ghost, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. He descended into hell, the third day rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and sitteth on the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Ghost, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. And now it's time to greet each other and to send the peace of Christ to those around us. Peace be with you, friends. Well, good morning again. We are so grateful that you have given us the joy of coming into your home on this Sunday. We are thankful that we can be together, if not together in the flesh, remotely, and we hope that you will enjoy this service pre-recorded on Friday to be shown on Sunday, June the 28th. 
We uh, are looking forward to next weekend where we will be gathered again to worship. We will be at the Lord's table, so you will want to prepare uh, communion elements so that you could share in the sacrament of the Lord's Supper with us together. We'll also be giving you the chance to see some of your own Church of the Palms friends dressed up in their red, white, and blue. You have one more day to get a picture into Jackie Gomez at our, on our church staff, Gomez at churchofthepalms.org. And uh, we would love to see all sorts of uh, folks here from Church of the Palms dressed up in their red, white, and blue so uh, we can participate in the celebration of our country's founding. Uh, as was mentioned earlier, we have a few opportunities for you to engage with us throughout the week. We had our first uh, sermon response group uh, just this past Monday. We had a nice group of people to talk about the sermon and to have a discussion around the different themes. We're looking forward to Monday again at 10 o'clock for you to do so with Pastor Mingi, who will be our preacher today. And then on Friday, we will have another discussion on uh, the week's readings of the Gospel of Mark and one of our leadership team will be present uh, to engage with you about what you have read and about what you have learned and maybe even some of the questions you might have about what it is that we're learning about Jesus through these readings. And then lastly, we look forward to July the 20th when we will be discussing together again on a Zoom call, Strength to Love by Martin Luther King Jr. Uh, this is a book that we're going to try to read as a congregation so that we can become even more aware of the racial realities of our of our nation and how it is that we might be addressing them. You can go and register on for all these things on our website, and uh, we would just love to see you at each of these uh, each of these gatherings. We are delighted to have Jonathan Smith with us today, who is playing the guitar, and uh, Jonathan has been with us before, and we always look forward to his sharing his great gifts. We have some great needs in our food pantry right now. As you, are, I'm sure, are aware, the uh, food pantry has ebbed and flowed throughout the course of this coronavirus season, and there are times when we have a lot of food and times when we don't have as much food. There are times when we have a lot of volunteers and times when we don't have as many volunteers. We're now right in that season where we are running thin on volunteers, and we would love for you to help us with that. Uh, if you are age 16 and above, even if you're above the age of 65 and feel that you uh, can come, we would love to have you join us. We have opportunities for you to help us pack groceries as well as to uh, deliver groceries to people's cars outside. We want to make sure you feel like you're able-bodied to uh, do this, and we would be grateful if you would sign up on our website again. If you just go to the Serve button on the home page, that will take you to the Food Pantry sign-up, and that will be a chance for you to help us in a pretty critical time right now where we're fairly thin on volunteers and we could use some help, even, even this week. So we hope that you'll uh, make a point to help us with that. And lastly, before we continue on with our worship, we want to bring to your attention a dear family of, uh, here at Church of the Palms. They've been a dear family of ours for, for quite a while. Bruce and Cindy Hedgepeth. Bruce was our former associate pastor. He's our present mission partner with us now. Uh, their son, their eldest, Will, Will uh, 29 years old, was diagnosed with a, a very serious cancer about a year ago. And uh, he has received treatment over the course of the year and had surgery this past week.
and uh, he has come home and is now being placed in hospice care. So we wanna pray for the Hedgepeth family and especially for Will, uh, that they may feel God's presence and may feel the prayers of, of their church family here at Church of the Palms to know that they are not alone, but that God through our prayers is most certainly with them. Let us continue our worship. Let us pray. Gracious and loving God, how thankful we are that you are gracious and loving. How thankful we are that we can come to you in a moment and season like this and know that we will be met with a gracious gaze and a loving embrace. How thankful we are that we have someone to turn to when we feel like we have nowhere else to go. How thankful we are that we are never alone. Gracious God, we are tired. We have been trying our hardest to adjust to a new reality and we are tired of adjusting. We just want things to go back to normal. We are tired of looking at graphs and spikes and masks and zooms and six foot distance markers. We just want to be done with it. We want to go back. We don't want to be in the wilderness anymore. 
but in the wilderness we are. And so we just want signs along the way, O oh God, that you are on this strange journey with us. That somehow, some way, you are there to part the seas, to shower manna, to maybe even bring water from a rock. Maybe like those women of long ago, we want to know that maybe when we get to the tomb, the stone will be rolled away. And maybe like those apostles scared and hidden in their quarantine room, we will sense the strange and powerful movement of your Holy Spirit breathing fresh upon us. Maybe with the crisis will come opportunity. Maybe the scary wilderness will lead us to lands of promise. Maybe. We thank you that your gracious gaze falls not only upon us, but upon all your children. We pray for those who are not only tired, but are sick and tired. Some who are sick and tired from the ailments of their minds and bodies, those who are fighting off overwhelming foes, COVID-19, cancer, depression, aging bodies. We pray for those sick and tired of injustice, those who want to be treated as nothing more than your children whom you love. We pray for those sick and tired of being alone with little chance to touch your world or to let the world touch them. We pray for those who are sick and tired of putting their dreams on hold while this virus runs its course. Oh God, give us presence of mind and direction of spirit to find ways to come alongside those who are sick and tired that they too, through our voices, our notes, our pictures, our smiles, that they too may be comforted and strengthened for the foggy journey ahead. Come unto me, Jesus said, all of you who labor and are tired, and I'll give you rest. Oh God, we want rest. We are tired and we want to rest in you we want to rest in your loving embrace, receiving your gracious gaze. In the name of Jesus, the one who taught us to pray, saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. So can I tell you something? Three and a half months ago, I felt like we were starting a marathon that we had not trained for. I felt Maybe we all felt that we were starting to run a race for which we would not have the stamina, maybe even to run the first mile, not to mention the next 25 after that. But you know, the good Lord has been very amazing and you have been his amazing instruments. We have been given what we need each day through this wilderness. We are running the marathon and, and we're still going strong. Oh, we have a ways to go. No one is really quite 
sure how long this race is going to be, but we have the confidence that the good Lord will continue to stir inside of you and me to provide the resources to keep our ministry going as we seek to be faithful in our effort to share the gospel. Summertime, so we know that many may be tempted to pull back a bit, but the need still continues, as you've heard, and maybe right now, even especially during this state of the virus, we perhaps will want to be even more responsive so that we can be as faithful through these trying times. You see the giving options on your screen. We trust that through your generosity, we will keep running the race and keeping the faith. So let's now take a moment to reflect on all the good that God has done.
let us pray. God of new life, out of the abundance of our people, we offer the gifts that they have given so generously to you. Through your blessing and our willingness to share, may these offerings become a source of hope and love in this church family and in the community beyond us. We pray in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Sobolewski. I'm the Director of Outreach and Families here at Church of the Palms, and this is my daughter, Sydney, and we're here this morning to do a little children's moment for you. So good morning, kids. We're so happy to see you. Um, a couple of announcements. Let's see. Um, today is the last day before Miss Carol goes on vacation for a few weeks to, to meet her on Zoom after church. So you can go to our website and find the link to that Zoom call. And um, yeah, so Sunday's with Miss Carol today before we take a break. Here, could you hold this for me? Thank you. Um, let's see, what else? Well, that's really, those are our main, the main announcements we have for today. Um, Mom, what is this? That's my life. I'm sorry, your life? Well, it's not my whole life. I'm 47 years old. You can't fit 47 years in a little bucket. That's ridiculous. It's just my life right now. So there's a coffee cup in there because some days coffee is literally my life, it feels like, and some water. I love Church of the Palms, so there's some of my work stuff. Um, there's your brother and you and a little dog, so Huckleberry. I'm in seminary, so I have some books. Yeah, that's my life. Where's God in your life? Well, you know, there's room in there. There's a little room down there at the bottom, and there's some room in between some of those books. What would happen if you took some stuff out to make room for God? Hmm, that's a good idea. You know, I know God loves me so much, and all he wants is for me to make space for him in my life. And some of these things need to be in my life. They're important, but nothing's more important than making time for God. Today, Pastor Mingy's going to talk a little bit about something called fasting, which is a sort of strange word, and people sometimes think that it means just not eating, but it can also just making, mean making room, making space. So here, let's see. Let me try. Well, I need my mask. That's important to keep that in there, but I could maybe sometimes get a B or even a C in a class. I don't have to read all the things. I could definitely spend less time on my phone. Hmm, what else? I could spend less time making lists. I like to make lists of things. Well, I, can, I need to drink water, but maybe not quite as much time thinking about that sort of stuff, and maybe less time on my computer. Well a lot more room for God in my life. Thank you, Sydney. That was such a good suggestion. Clever girl. Will you pray with me? Dear God, help me to remember that you are the most important part of my life, and you need to be the first thing, not the last thing, that I make time for. Thank you for loving me so much and for helping me to be more and more like your son, Jesus. Amen. You got that? Can you carry it? Okay.
Happy are those who do not follow the advice of the wicked, or take the path of the sinner's tread, or sit in the seat of scoffers. But their delight is in the law of the Lord, and on his law they meditate day and night. They are like trees planted by streams of water, which yield their fruit in its season. And their leaves do not wither, in all that they do they prosper. The wicked are not so, but are like chaff that the wind drives away. Therefore the wicked will not stand in the judgment for sinners in the congregation of the righteousness. For the Lord watches over the way of the righteous, but the way of the wicked will perish. Thank you, Sydney, for reading the psalm to us. Our second scripture reading is from the prophet Joel, chapter 2, verses 12 through 16. Yet even now, says the Lord, return to me with all your heart, with fasting, with weeping, and with mourning. Rend your hearts and not your clothing. Return to the Lord your God, for he is gracious and merciful, slow to anger and abounding in steadfast love, and relents from punishing. Who knows whether he will not turn and relent and leave a blessing behind him, a grain offering and a drink offering for the Lord your God. Blow the trumpet in Zion, sanctify a fast, call a solemn assembly, gather the people, sanctify the congregation, assemble the aged, gather the children, even infants at the breast. Our gospel reading comes from the gospel according to Matthew chapter six, verses one to five, and from 16 through 18. Beware of practicing your piety before others in order to be seen by them, for then you have no reward from your Father in heaven. So whenever you give alms, do not sound a trumpet before you, as the hypocrites do in the synagogues and in the streets, so they may be praised by others. Truly, I tell you, they have received their reward. And whenever you pray, do not be like the hypocrites, for they love to stand and pray in the synagogue and at the street corners, so that they may be seen by others. Truly, I tell you, they have received their reward. And whenever you fast, do not look dismal like the hypocrites do, for they seek they disfigure their faces so as to show others that they are fasting. Truly, I tell you, they have received their reward. But when you fast, put oil on your head and wash your face, so that your fasting may be seen not by others, but by your Father who is in secret. And your Father who sees in secret will reward you. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Let us pray. May the words of my mouth and the meditation of our hearts be acceptable in your sight, O God, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. In our summer sermon series on living well, we are exploring great spiritual disciplines. Psalm number one is read to us 
by Sidney Sobulaski suggest that all of us are on a spiritual journey or a path. In this journey, we seek the grace, presence, and love of God. Spiritual disciplines helps us find the right path to walk and the right wisdom to follow to be in loving relationship with God. The spiritual disciplines are important to us. To me, to live well means living in a loving and grace-filled relationship with God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And it means we are to be God's love and grace to others. This week, we are looking at the spiritual discipline of fasting, as Sarah mentioned. I would like to invite you to come with me on an imaginary trip to my seminary called Bishop's College in Calcutta, India. This is one of my favorite stops on the journey of my life. This is an Anglican seminary and a very disciplined place. The students before my time actually had to wear formal kasak every day, all day. The seminary has a set Christian monastery-like rhythm. We worship four times a day, starting with morning worship at 6.45 a.m. for half an hour with the communion. And then breakfast follows, and classes are from 8 a.m. to 12 p.m. Midday intercessory prayer is at noon. Lunch and joyful noise follow. Lunch usually ends rather peculiarly, joyfully, and wonderfully. One of us would bang on the table or even stand on the table or a bench we had been sitting on and shouts and say, for the food and the fellowship we have received, let us bless the Lord. And the rest of us would say, thanks be to God, and make all kinds of noises we know how, clapping, banging on the table with our utensils and everything else, just like Psalm 101, verse 1 encourages us, we do make a joyful noise. Free time for quiet, restful naps, field work, and studying follow lunch. Evening worship is at 6.45 p.m., followed by dinner study, and we end the day with a student-led prayer at 9 p.m., after which we are to be quiet, study, meditate, and sleep. The four times of worship are the rhythm of every weekday life. We follow a prayer book for each service along with the same Bible and hymnal for all services. We sit in designated places upon a small little mat for each individual person on the floor, no pew and no chairs. Professors take turn leading worship and students get to be liturgists. Saturday, we go to the chapel and then split up to clean the chapel until noontime prayer. On Sundays, we go to the local churches for worship. Everything else in life happens around worship. The set rhythm of life there is not open for much change, but it is completely open for happiness. I love this place and the discipline and the rhythm of daily life. Each semester also begins with a three-day silent retreat, a fast from talking. 
no talking for three days. We're not allowed to fast from food, though. Professors wait on us at the table, making sure we eat three meals every day without talking. We do fast from talking for real. Even to say thank you or pass the water is not allowed. We also fast from interacting with each other, including sports. And we fast from studying. Rather than studying our school books, each of us are expected to pick up a spirituality book and read. We make notes on our reading. I love how I become calmer as the retreat goes on, how I hear the word, the world better, and I hear myself better, and the still, small voice of God better. This is not to mention how much less anxious I am and how physically restored I feel. Now, thanks for coming along to my seminary on a trip, but let us return back to Sarasota, Florida. Dr. James Bryan Smith, in his book called The Good and Beautiful Life, talks about how we can fast from anything, and he urges us to fast from media. I believe God's relationship with us is built on God's love and grace for us. As Reformed Christians, we know the abundance and generosity of God's love and grace is there for us all the time for free. All we do in worship, service, gospel sharing and loving God and loving others is in response to God's love and grace given to us freely first. To worship and to serve, to share the gospel and love God and neighbor require discipline. As with many other religions, fasting has a long history in the Judeo-Christian religion or tradition, rather. The prophet Joel calls us as a people of God to fast. He encourages us to confession and fast as a way of turning back to God. According to prophet Joel, fasting helps us show God the seriousness or genuineness of our repentance from sin. Although Jesus never commands us to do fasting, if we do fast, Jesus wants us, our fasting, to be private and not for show or to impress or intimidate others. Personally, I'm very fond of following various disciplines. They keep me out of trouble most of the time. I believe that spiritual disciplines are gifts in themselves, and our inclination and ability to follow them is also a gift. Each of us are given different gifts of spiritual discipline. One of the gifts I recognize as spiritual discipline, but for which I am not gifted, is the spiritual discipline of fasting from food. Think of it, not eating, deliberately not eating, for hours, for days, for weeks, not eating. How could that be good for me? I love food. I love cooking. I love taking pictures of what I cook. I love cooking for other people, and I love to feed people. 
and I love eating what I cook. My husband, Will, accuses me of loving to eat what I cook more than anything else. I am in the church. I cannot deny it. There are many kinds of fasting, thank God. Fasting for today's everyday life does not inclusively have to mean fasting from eating. However, fasting, as Richard Foster, a famous writer, defines it in his book, The Celebration of Discipline, is choosing not to eat in order to receive spiritual benefits. He suggests that there are many benefits of fasting. He says, fasting clears our minds of human thoughts and desires so we can hear God better. Fasting counters all types of human overindulgences. Fasting can be for less than a day and repeated more than once a week. My friend Finau, a Methodist pastor from Tonga, does not eat on Wednesdays. He fasts Wednesdays until sundown and spent the day for prayer, and he would eat after the sun goes to sleep. Two friends have urged me for the last whole year to practice fasting from 8 p.m. to 12 noon the other day. They call it 16 hours fasting. I did give it a try in preparation for today's sermon. I did not last the fast, but I did last for five whole days. Now back to Richard Foster who said, fasting lets us relate with people of other faiths that practice fasting. Fasting leads us to reflect on Christ's suffering and the suffering of the poor and the hungry. Fasting helps us to be more content with what we already have, and fasting gives us understanding that in the end, it is not food that sustains us in life, but God's love, nurture, and care. Marjorie Thompson, an author and Presbyterian minister, wrote in her book, Soul Feast, the very idea of intentionally being without food for even a day may threaten some of the unconscious assumptions on which our lives are built. She went on saying in a more tangible way than any other spiritual discipline, fasting reveals our excessive attachments and the assumptions that lie behind them. Food is necessary to life, but we have made it more necessary than God. Marjorie Thompson would tell us that if we make fasting more necessary than God, we lose the primary benefit of fasting. Fasting is supposed to turn our focus to God, who is our heart's true desire and our soul's redemption. At various points in my youth, I have intentionally fasted as a spiritual discipline. On those occasions, I found fasting very helpful. I have also led youth groups in a 35-hour fast, and they said they found it useful and helpful as well, although they were not inspired to repeat it more than once a year. They are modern day fast from TV, from social media, from computers, and even from cell phones. Now fasting from cell phone is going too far for me. How would I live without my cell phone? 
John the Baptist's disciples had a question to Jesus in John chapter 3, verse 28. Why did Jesus' disciples not fast? Jesus indicated there are appropriate times to fast and appropriate times to feast. Aha, now there is a spiritual discipline in which I am surely gifted, feasting. A final word of caution from Richard Foster, do not fast from eating if you are a diabetic, have a heart condition, are pregnant, or have any other life-threatening illness. Check with the doctor, especially before a long fast. To me, the important questions are, which spiritual disciplines bring us to a deeper and more meaningful relationship with God? Which spiritual disciplines tell us that we are invited to live God's love for others? Which disciplines help us find balance in life to love God and to love neighbors? God provides a feast of possibility or possible spiritual disciplines for us every day. Let us seek those that are best for each and every one of us. But remember, our goal is not to master spiritual discipline. It is not a competition. We don't get points for perfection. The goal is to find balance in life in order to grow closer to God, to love God, to enjoy God forever, which is the chief end of humankind. Thanks be to God. Amen.
now go in peace, balancing your life in God's love and leaning on God's grace and keep on balancing your life and living a life worthy of God's children. Now may the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be now and forevermore be with each and every one of you. Amen.